Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bikini in the Brain, or I should say the Bikinis in the Brain. We're here of course with the lovely Ashley Kotwasser, and in my middle is the reigning Arnold Amateur Overall Wellness Champion, new IFBB Wellness Pro, Courtney Starr. This is where you hear a sound effect of the clock. Oh yeah, I don't know which one it is. I know you haven't used it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, we you know we're talking to you actually we're talking both of the same idea about this podcast. We both were I told I told Courtney about it and then Ashley told me about it without us communicating. It was a good idea on the podcast. And uh, why don't you talk about what the podcast is going to be about today, Ashley? Yeah. So Courtney here to my left um, used to be a bikini girl. She used to be in the NBC bikini, and uh, you know she was. You know, uh, finding your genetics a bit. So I think a great uh, way to combine like a current, I guess, issue some people have is, you know, what are your genetics um, guiding you towards? What division, right? Because Courtney here was fighting her genetics for years and she finally, you know, moved up to the wellness division and she's much happier and obviously more successful. So, yeah. Yeah, so the welcome. topic is, uh, are you fighting your genetics? Yes, welcome to the cast, Courtney. Oh gosh, this so, is how I made it to the big leagues is I'm on that, the bikini and the brand. <laughs> so you guys don't know Courtney. Courtney has been a coach for Team Elite Physique for well, nearing three years now. Yeah. Are we at three years now? Pretty close. Yeah, pretty much three years. Yeah, so um, yeah, so she's been awesome putting out great physiques. And yeah, I'm glad that you finally get, to, get on the podcast. Thanks. Uh, Me too. I've been trying for a long time. Yeah. So. Courtney has been crushing it. She's really puts a lot of effort in here at the prep center too. Moved from Florida to the prep center to be here. And um, it's been awesome having her here. And uh, she's also finishing up her dietetics, right? Reading her registered dietitians. Um, what are you finishing up on that? Like, yeah, so they actually, um, I'm about a year off of my MS in dietetics. And before, so to become a registered dietitian, you only had to have a bachelor's degree plus your 1,200 hours of supervised practice, plus passing a state exam, but the rules changed actually last year, and now you are required to have a master's degree, plus a DPD verification statement, plus 1,200 hours of supervised practice, plus the state exam. So you're uh, how much away from that now? Less than a year now. Okay, so, yes. yeah, so almost, almost there. Lots and, of things to add to the resume. Yeah. She's yeah. loading that resume up. Yeah. Pro. It's funny. She's always like, I just want to be more valuable to the team. And I'm like, you're already at like pretty high value. Like, you know, she's like, I need to do more. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to say no to it. <laughs> you know, hey, that's, I love that. That's, that's, the, that's like you, Ashley. That's the same so. thing. Yeah, just in a different context, you know, shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so she's making herself, uh, how do you, what do you call it? Is it, how do you say it? It's not valuable. They see, is it? They say there's a different word, valuable to the company, where you, you can't leave. Like, you can't get rid of someone when they're so valuable. Basically, make it indispensable. Yeah. Yes. Precisely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And making it so you can't get rid of me. <laughs> so. Just like a freaking cockroach, right? Yes. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of the cockroach. Shout out, shout out. Yes, shout out. We have uh, a special delivery of this. Uh, is the sign going to be in the video? Is the sign? Can you see the sign? Millennium, I'll see the sign? sign right there. So all the way from the UK, which is really cool, we had, we had uh, Car Caroline Hill. Send us this beware of cockroach. Yes. Beware of cockroach sign. There's two cockroaches here at the table. Yes. So <laughs> yes. Beware of us. <laughs> so thank you for that. That was thank really funny. Thank you. Yes. And uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't come up with the cockroach merch yet. 
No. <laughs> Ashley says no. don't do it. Ashley says don't do it. People are asking for them. I don't know why. Exactly. Wait, are... you can buy this merch. Oh yeah. So Ashley's wearing the uh, the bikini and the brain shirt that you can get on the YouTube link. Remember, all that goes to the Miracles of Christmas charity. Any profits from that will go to there. So hopefully we get some something generated from there. But yeah. Anyway, that's enough for the enough for the plugs. Yes, back to Courtney. <laughs> back to Courtney and her crazy quads. Yes. Oh, so uh, we had to get we had a lot extra space between these chairs. Yeah, we're, we're actually below the desk. We're all touching Courtney's quads. <laughs> Our quads are rubbing. It's a heat friction. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> the uh, yeah, we took the arms off the chair. Everything. So. Oh my <laughs> like gosh. A you guys are overhyping me so much. <laughs> so the the cool thing about her doing the Arnold Amateur and winning the overall is she is going to get invited to the Arnold next year as a pro. The international. The Woo! Wellness international. That is such an epic pro debut. Yeah. Like, such an epic one. Oh my god. And you can kind of rest easy this whole year being like, you know what? There's no rush. I'm getting into my first show at the Arnold, so there's no like, you know, maybe I should get in this one, that one. No, she's only on. Yeah. Which I think is smart. It's going to be an epic pro debut. Yeah, so cool. I was telling her, I was like, you know, hopefully, you know, you have an awesome career and you get to the Olympia and whatever, but but even if you don't, like, just <laughs> doing the Arnold is like, is so awesome. It's such an amazing, it's so crazy. How do you even process that? Honestly, it's so crazy because I did not expect to win at all. Like, I think what happened for me was I did so many national shows and I came close and I would place well at most of them, but the in more bikini. times in bikini, in bikini. So the more times that I tried and I failed essentially, the less realistic the goal of becoming an IFBB pro became. Or that's the way it felt. So when I went to the Arnold, it was my first ever Arnold and I was just going for the experience for the expo. And I always held out going to the Arnold because I wanted to wait until I could compete and have the full experience and bring a really competitive physique. And so when I went there, it was just, honestly, I was just so happy to be there and for the experience, and it was unbelievable. And then winning was just, it was so unexpected. So it's, I'm still, like, I cannot believe that all that happened, honestly. And, and looking at you from the stands, I saw the whole pre-judging, saw everyone. You stood out like crazy, in a good way. Like, I'm like, there is no, I even had that conversation <laughs> with you after I was like, Unless something really weird happens, I think you got this. And I never like to like say things like that because you never know what can happen. But I thought you had it in the bag. Like not just your physique, but the overall package too, which I think a lot of people forget about. In wellness and bikini, that overall package, super important. The hair, the makeup, the tan, the suit, posing, everything. Yeah. You were very, very complete. That means a lot. <laughs> That's, the beauty stuff is like the hardest part for me. So that really? was, yes. Oh, why? Well, I never like, I always struggle with the extensions and the makeup. And even when I would buy makeup, like I just wouldn't like it that much. And so I actually watched one of the tutorials that you sent me mm -hmm. and I was practicing and practicing. And me and my hairdresser have been working together for like weeks to try and get like the color right because blonde's tricky. And it was just. I, I put a lot of extra effort into that this time, and I think it really showed, like you said, on stage. So, for the audience out there, to clarify, you did your own hair and makeup, and Sam helped, obviously. But yes. So, see, you can do it, guys. You can do yeah. it. I that I do my own hair and makeup too. Um, sometimes Sam helps me with my hair. I'm not as good with hair as I am with makeup, but you don't need to hire a hair and makeup artist every show. In fact, I would say like. There are definitely people that need it, you know, people that aren't familiar with makeup, but at the same time, 
I, I like to do my makeup because I have control and I'm not as stressed out because it's like I don't have to hope and pray that my makeup artist is running on time or something because they can that can set you back. I know we've had like we've seen people like be late for their class because of hair and makeup yeah. and you know I think like as long as you are good at doing makeup or semi good you'll be fine. You just need to practice though for sure. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. Just yes. as, as a coach, especially because I have these girls, and then they'll tell me on show day, they're like, "Yeah, what do I, what do I eat at when I wake up and whatever?" I'm I'm waking up at uh, three a.m. because my makeup appointment's at four o'clock, and I'm like, "What? What's we're on stage at like two? What are we doing here? Like, why are we waking up at four a.m.? You already can't go to sleep till midnight, so you're gonna have four hours. So you're not gonna look as fresh because you have you know four hours of rest when you're used to getting seven, you know, type of thing." And so anytime someone could do their own makeup, I'm like, yeah, please do your makeup. There's no stress. We're not running. And I've had the other, the opposite where she, the girl's the last appointment, right? And the show has to run late in order for her to just get her makeup done. And you're just counting on the show running late. And then all of a sudden the show's a regular size show or a small size show. You're like, I don't know if you're going to get your makeup. And then that stress builds up on the girl. She's not sure if she can get her makeup done in time because there's only 20 bikini girls. And we thought there's going to be 50, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. And so... Yeah, I'm like you. The, the makeup one, tanning is is fine. Appointments are always fine. You can get in, yeah. get out. They're always gonna, and they're always gonna get the class that's up. Like if, if your appointment's at eleven, but bikinis on early, they just say, hey, all bikini. Well, well, everyone else gets frozen. You know, so there's no rush. There's no issue with that. But hair and makeup is always yeah. always an issue. So yep. I'm sure we all know someone that had like such a close call. Like I just ran with my with my heels in my hand and got on last minute didn't get a chance to pump up but yeah like like i said though be cautious because there is some people that maybe aren't comfortable or good enough to do their own makeup and something they can practice for in the future but if you're able to do it yeah. it's okay i i you know i don't i can't even remember the last time i had a makeup artist yeah and we've had uh we've given a shout out before to Lindsay ambrosia if you are on instagram you can look her up is it makeup Madame. Makeup Madame, Lindsay Ambrosia. She does actual video classes. Like she'll, you can, it's like a, like a FaceTime class that you mm -hmm. can do with her. And she'll teach you how to do your stage makeup, which is a huge, it's a huge help. You know, it's a huge help for future stuff. So anyway, yeah, you looked great. Uh, you came out and you really stole the light. And I think that's a big thing. The wow factor, people underestimate how much that that is. You know, it, it, that's, it's not really a judge criteria, the wow factor. It's just that, that it factor, the judges just keep looking at you, you know, they just keep looking at you. And I think that was, because that other girl was really good. The she it was a wasn't wasn't you know a walk away walk off homer. That was a closer competition, you know. And so, she had a perfect score. What? I, but when you look at them side by side, there's a lot of arguments for either though. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the way it felt. And yeah. like I remember being backstage, and I had some girls message me and be like, "Do you know you had it in the bag?" Like after seeing the photos, and I was like, "Absolutely not." Like, but I think that just goes to show how important presentation is because there were other athletes there who had bigger, leaner quads than me. Like. It's like, okay, there's an argument for her quads and my glutes, but how you present yourself on stage, because I, I honestly did not think I was going to win that overall, like from a genuine, and that, that's not a place of, um, what do you call it, insecurity. It was like, oh, wow, that girl looks really, really good. But presentation, posing, showing your best, getting set up in that pose, the, you know, looking like the, the wow factor, I think, is your energy that you bring to the stage. So. I was so happy to be there, and I think they can feel that energy. I think that was the what put you over the top. Because if you look at it on, it, I, I was looking at it as a coach. You know, I'm not. I'm taking everything. I'm just looking at body, <laughs> and I'm like, this is a. We have ourselves a front back competition here. You know, and so because from the front she had the quads, she had you beat a little bit bigger quads, a little bit more separation, a little bit more detail, right? But from the back you had her beat. I'm like, here we go. We have a front back competition. But when you, you couldn't help but look at you though. That was that was the thing. I was like. 
talking to, to Sam and whatnot next to me, I was like, the only thing is I can't take my eyes off Courtney. Like I'm trying to be objective here and just say, <laughs> okay, here's the body part competition thing. And it's a close one. And then, yeah, I really do think that just, honestly, I think you being here so much too and going to all these posing classes and just being super comfortable posing and practicing all the time, I think is a big, is a big help. And that's why I really do like that our coaches come to the posing classes because they're constantly learning and they don't even realize it. Like when you're at posing class, you're learning new stuff. You're, you're getting more experience, becomes more comfortable. And so that's a huge, a huge reason I think everyone should come to posing classes more too. It's like just as a, even in your off season, you know, just get comfortable up there and, and, and where it's just natural to you, you know? So mm -hmm. anyway, so, uh, I yeah. have a question. Okay. Courtney, um, when was the moment you decided like, okay, I'm not fitting for bikini and I want to move up. Was there like a certain moment or an event that happened? That's like, nope, I got to take the, the leap. Yes. And it happened actually a couple of times. So the last national show I did was, uh, the NBC national championships in December of 2021. And I remember being backstage and I was looking around at all the other girls and I was like, I think I could eat them for breakfast. I was like, what's <laughs> going on? And I, I would kind of ask around and it's kind of tricky when you're backstage, like, I, cause you don't want to compare yourself to others because everybody's different, but I would kind of ask the girls who were, you know, in, with me in that first call out or like at the shows before that, or they, Hey, so like, what's your stage weight? And like, girl, they're interested. They're like, Oh, I'm 115 or I'm 20. What's yours? And I'm like, well, I was 132 rolling into peak week. So it's like, and some of the girls were even smaller. Like there's the, I mean, I, there, the, I think the girl I outweighed the most, it was in a first crowd with me was I was 26 pounds heavier than her on stage. And I was like, and how tall are you just to be now? I'm five, three and three quarters. Yes. And you, and just to clarify for those who aren't familiar with Tasha's work, if they're in her height class, it means they were all her height as well. Yeah. And I mean, I had shredded abs. I had tie-ins. Like I was like, okay, let's say I miss my conditioning a lot. Let's say I miss my conditioning by five pounds. I'm still not 20 pounds off these other girls. Like yeah. this is crazy. And then, um, after, so I was getting first call out, first call out, first call out. And then actually the last bikini nationals I did, I got a third call out. So I actually are arguably regressed, which there is a lot of variability when it comes to bikini judging, just because you get a third call out once doesn't mean you won't get a first call out next time. But I was just noticing how much more density and how much heavier I was than all those other girls. And I don't think we should stress about weight because your weight doesn't really matter. But it, I mean, if you're outweighing your competition in your height class by 20 plus it, pounds, it matters at 20 that, 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like, OK, but I just I don't want to create like a weight stigma around people because that was something I really had to get over. Yeah. I, I cried one time when I was 140 pounds and I was like, I never thought I would be this heavy, but I had to really accept like. You know, I was tr constantly trying to be smaller. I was trying and trying and trying and more cardio and hours. And we don't, we don't do that. We don't like to coach that way. And I was trying to do it just to be smaller. And I was miserable. And I was like, you know what? I I would rather, I love training. I, I started training before I ever did a bodybuilding show. I did bodybuilding because I was already in shape. So I love training and I didn't want to just do cardio and, you know, eat nothing. So I was like, I'm going to try to move up, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that seems to be the, the common occurrence when someone's going from bikini to wellness. I've seen it on a few occasions, and there's someone who just posted a story about it too. That they're like, I just want to train now and eat and lift, and it's just so hard to get to keep this physique. So it's funny because you have like polar opposites, right? Ashley's Ashley's doing what she can to put on the muscle, Courtney's doing what she can to keep <laughs> off the muscle, and it's just funny how everyone's so different. But we've seen it happen so many times. I mean, Yurishna used to be a bikini competitor, yeah. you know? So like, it's crazy. Yeah. So we we see it how it how it happens, and just everyone is just built you know, different when you got to listen to your genetics and listen to your structure. And it's funny because she started, when you started, 
Because I was always like keeping an eye on your muscle. And I was always like, ah, she's pretty muscular. She's pretty muscular. And then, I don't know, was it like last year? Maybe at last year at some point, I was seeing you at LVAC, like posting videos, doing all this quad stuff. <laughs> I was giving her all this shit. And I was like, you're doing, like, you're not going to be bikini. You keep training like that. And like every day I was, I was like, you're, I see your videos. Like, I know you're not, like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't know if you think you're going to fit bikini doing this. And then a few months later, like, I think I'm going to do well. And so I was like, yeah, it makes sense because you're squatting like 30 plates or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love training and I love lifting heavy and it's so fun to me and it's, I love pushing myself and I, I don't know, it's, it, that's why like, I always joke about ego lifting. I always lift with good form and everything, but like, I have the mindset of just going in there and like, just killing all of my workouts and I could spend three hours in the gym and that's a great day for me if I can do that. So yeah, I think too, is like, not only do you love to train, so whenever you were kind of in, in the bikini training phase you didn't get to do everything you wanted to do and it kind of got overshadowed by all the cardio, you're feeling miserable, your calories were low because you're trying to fit the bikini mold. So not only like you now get to train how you want, but I would also argue too, structural wise, which is something we can't change, like, you know, the actual genetics of it are more fitting for wellness because I could train just like you and I won't look like you. I won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that go into play when it comes to not only putting on muscle, but like your bone structure too. You're probably a thicker girl on the bottom and um, overall. And, you know, I'm, I'm a lot smaller and more petite. And we've been saying the word petite a lot lately. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know. You change your name to petite physique. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you want to go into it more, Adam, as, as far as like actual genetics and how her genetics benefit wellness more than bikini, not just from the training perspective, yeah. but. I think honestly, structurally, yeah. So if you look at, if you look at the difference in structures, especially from the legs, that's the one thing from the legs, like you have really low um, calves, really strong, really low calves. And your ankles, if you looked at your ankles <laughs> next to Ashley's ankles, are like, you know, probably an inch, maybe two. Oh, way more than that. Yeah. So my my ex-husband, we he used to always make fun of me for having cankles. Oh. And I was like, but they're not cankles because there's, it's not fat. Like, so they're just big ankles. So but, you know, it was hilarious. And he was actually, I think he was just jealous because my calves, like, yeah. that's a whole other one. Calves are bigger than mine, too. But we did. We, <laughs> we physically measured our ankles, and my ankles were, like, an inch and a half bigger than his. Really? And he was yes. a pretty good, big-sized good guy. Yeah. He was a pretty good-sized guy. So, like, that's the best. I remember being like, wow, I, I do have large ankles. Like, yeah. I thought it, like, I didn't realize how drastic it was, but... Honestly, I'm a little bit proud of it. But I think about it. Yeah. In bikini, it was hurting you. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. something. Yeah. In bikini, you got to fight that. Get as small as you can. And in wellness, it's like the opposite. You get to train free. And so I say, too, that a lot of women want a wellness physique. And I don't think they have a real understanding of what it really is. Because you'll have women that are just a little bit bottom heavy, like in terms of body fat. And they're like, oh, I should do well. So I'm like, no. Which is just, most women, by yeah, the way. Like 90%. Of, like, no, you're just. You just have a lot of body fat on your legs. That's not muscle. There's a big difference of, and you'll have these girls who maybe they have like Ashley's type of structure. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do wellness. And I'm like, you could do it, but you're not going to be, you're never going to be good at it. Like you're going to be okay at a local show. You might win one, you know, a couple years from now, but structurally the advantage of Courtney versus Ashley in, in wellness is so significant. I mean, when you're talking about like if you just look at like a bad example here would be like this this bone of being like Ashley's ankle bone and then you have like this bone being Courtney's bone. Of course, Ashley's never going to be able to put enough muscle on this bone to even, you know, to, to match this. It's just not, it's such a disadvantage when you're talking about muscle on, because you're not going to see the bone on stage. You're just going to see the, the shape, right? So 
the amount of muscle covering that, like you're starting off with a thicker tree branch, right? And yeah. so, yeah, it's gonna be easier to get it bigger. So if you're tiny, petite, it's gonna be really hard for you to get as much muscle to be competitive next to, to a Courtney or someone on and their legs because the bone structure is just there. So that's the one thing we talk about when it comes to genetics. You gotta to listen to your genetics here, especially for those girls who want to get to the Olympian. That's the thing, you get a lot of girls who are like, oh, I wanna do, get to wellness, I wanna be the Olympia at wellness. And I'm like, well, you'll never be as good as the girls at because they're one they're genetically gifted and they have the structure for it and you have you don't have the structure for it you could probably get there in bikini so why don't you focus on that like that's what you need to do or or maybe figure if you're in the middle or something you know so that's the one thing i think people really need to look at too how far do you want to go in this what do you really want to accomplish with this and what is my structure designed for and train for that now if you're just doing it for fun do whatever you want you know if you just want to get on stage yeah do wellness whatever but if you're saying, hey, I want to go far, like you really have to do a structural analysis and look at your waist width, your shoulder width, your ankles, like how much muscle per square inch you could put on those bones, you know, all that goes into it. All that goes into it. So Yeah. And Courtney, so not only are you happier in the wellness division, I'm assuming you're healthier too because you get to eat more food and, and overall just kind of it's probably easier in your body um, to not fight it, I would assume. Am I correct? Absolutely. And so the biggest thing for me too was like letting go of the weight. Like it sounds so obvious. It's like if you train hard for several years and you're gaining muscle and you're you're doing all the things, your weight is going to go up. And so but but that took so long for me to register cuz like I said there was one time I was trying to be bikini and my my weight was 140 and I was I was trying to like stay lean and diet and I, I looked good but just that number it was so hard for me to get past and I think a lot of girls if you want that athletic, lean physique and you're going for a more muscular category like wellness, you really got to be open to when you put on muscle, your body is going to weigh more. And so just letting that go, letting that happen and, and you know, paying attention to like your waist measurement, how am I looking and just really letting your coach be the objective eye on you is really important because your goal look is probably heavier than what you think. So I think really overcoming the weight stigma for me was the hardest thing. And now that I'm like, over that and I'm like I like my my meaty calves and my, my lower body yeah. like you know it's just nice to like be in a community of other women who are like more muscular lower body dominant who like to train heavy and it's like more of a celebrated thing than a oh like you you're five three and three quarters and you weigh a hundred and gosh what was I going into my last peak week 141 going into peak week which is a lot for someone my height yes. so, again, so it's, you're 10 pounds heavier as a wellness competitor because you allowed yourself to grow is that it, Chris? Yes, that's that's actually exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Whoa. Yeah, that sounds about right too. Yeah, somewhere in that range. And that's that's some hearty muscle in there. That's not fat. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty pretty lean. Yeah. Right, and I I, I would say I was actually leaner because when I the last time I competed in bikini, I was having a really hard time hitting that conditioning. So I am ten pounds heavier. So if you look at that last, it's true. It was early December. So if you average out how much muscle I gained over taking, so it was all of last year, and I compete March. So it was like 13, or sorry, 12, 13, 14, 15 months of growing. So 10 pounds over 15 months mm -hmm. is what I did by switching from bikini to wellness. Yes, probably, yeah. probably closer to 12 because you have a little less body fat now too. Right. And I right. would also, just to, just to let you guys know, it, that's not a typical thing, but also keep in mind, she was purposely depleting herself, like depleting herself and just uh, trying to get that muscle off for a bikini. So once she did allow herself to grow, 
that's what happened. But I just don't want people to think that's the typical, like, I'm going to, you know, just put on 12 yeah. pounds in here. That's yeah, very no. rare. It's like, because she goes from a very depleted state of bikini to then allowing herself to grow. So, yeah. And I think that yeah. one of the things that I noticed with Courtney over the years was when you first got on a national stage, you were crisp, you were hard. The next time you were you weren't as crisp. The next time you were definitely softer, and I was like, it doesn't make sense because you should be progressing from show to show. But the thing is, she was fighting the muscle, and I think that she had to just diet harder to keep the muscle from accumulating. Mm -hmm. And I think that indirectly kind of lowered her metabolic output because she's just not eating and doing a ton of cardio, so she couldn't get the same look. And as soon as she started eating and having that muscle, obviously muscle burns a lot of calories. It just started ramping up. Like it just seems like it just your body just responds better now. Because now she can lift hard too. So you have all yeah. these factors. You can lift harder. You have more food to lift harder. You have more muscle to burn more calories. When you have all these things going on, you could probably do less cardio. And she feels better. You feel better. Yeah. So like all right. these things add up and you end up with a better, leaner physique when it shouldn't be that way. You're eating more. You should have a worse physique. You're eating more, right? So, it's, right. But it's the opposite sometimes. And I think that's a probably the biggest takeaway for people on this is there's not going to be a ton of people fighting fighting this. But I have seen it happen a few times now. And every time it's been a very similar result. Uh, Bikini Pro decided to go to wellness. I was her coach a long time ago. And as soon as we flipped that switch, I was like, whoa, why? Like, why are you growing? Like, it was almost weird. To, the weight was weird for me, too. I was yeah. like, you're putting on weight way too fast. But it was like, she's, she's like, it's not fat. I'm like, yeah, your measurements aren't showing that it's fat. It just was, it was wild. Yeah. It's so almost like we're keeping his legs all caged in <laughs> yeah, as a exactly. bikini competitor. Then you just... Unlock it, unlock the cage, and then just explode it. It's just all over the place. Weird. Yeah, it's like it's like pumping a balloon or something. Yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, but um, I'm curious the differences in training for bikini and wellness. You know, we kind of mentioned that you're kind of like purposely trying to keep off the muscle for bikini and versus training with the wellness. What's the difference in, uh, in frequency, reps, uh, intensity, weight? I would say the, the biggest difference is going to be intensity and the amount of time spent in the gym. And, you know, like looking at research, there's wellness doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, but I would watch what I did is I really, really studied like the South American girls, like their YouTube channels. I couldn't understand anything. I've been actually trying really hard to like learn Spanish and Portuguese. And I, I know certain lifting words now, but I was like, man, these girls are training lower body like four or five days a week. And they seem to be recovered. They're doing cardio. Like they, they wouldn't post a lot of that, but I'd see them like on the stair machine in a warm up video and they're training heavy. They're training heavy. And I will say the bikini training seemed to be, we did more exercises. Like there was, you know, glute kickbacks, glute bridges. I wasn't really doing a lot of squats, certain leg presses, trying to stay off the quads, but there was more total exercises in a workout. When I'm training for wellness, I'll do less exercises. I might, I might leave the gym only having done three or four exercises, but I'm doing more warm up sets, more weight. Um, I'm doing drop sets. So the intensity is there. And, and when you're training legs four and five days a week, I think that's the way to go because if you're doing, there's only so many exercises you can do for your legs. So you want to hone in on a few things that feel really good, squeeze, get the absolute most you can out of that. And then also isolate differently because there is recovery as a factor. So I'm, I'm focusing on quads. I'm focusing on hamstrings. I'm focusing on glutes. I'm focusing on calves and abs. I'm switching that up. So less exercises, more volume, more weight, longer sessions. And then for bikini, for me, it was more of more exercises, maybe less sets of each exercise, but I'm doing more of all around training. Oh, so it takes longer for bikini training for you. 
No, so because said, I wouldn't say that because my, my rest periods were pretty minimal too. Cause oh, I was really okay. just kind of pumping that muscle mm-hmm. for wellness. Like if I'm doing a set of deadlifts at three fifteen for six, I'm not going to rest for 45 seconds. I'm going to rest for like 90 oh, before I do my next set. Mm-hmm. So bikini was like more reps, more total exercises performed per workout, but they actually did take less amount of time. Mm-hmm. Do you do less cardio as a wellness competitor? I did actually, um, when I was doing bikini, my cardio got up to two hours and you know, now I'm at like, again, pretty much like an hour or less. And and it's actually lower intensity for wellness because I'm trying to hold on to that muscle and the size. And when you're training legs that hard, I've noticed you can get away with a lower intensity cardio because your legs, their glutes are so sore that it's like, if you were to try to do hit cardio or moderate or jogging, you don't want to sacrifice the muscle but my heart rate was still getting up even doing the lower intensity. Mm-hmm. So even the cardio is different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about diet? What's the difference? Calories, carbs? Oh, gosh. Okay, so carbs. So I will say calorie-wise, I was I didn't necessarily have to go as low for bikini. With my body, it's almost annoying. My body does great without carbs, and it's so irritating. Like, But I've heard people say, like, oh, well, that's good genetics. You know, as a bodybuilder, that's just another variable. So if you can stay full without carbs, then you're very predictable for show day. Whereas girls who can eat a lot of carbs, again, it's like, will they be too full? Will they spill over? But I I would say diet-wise, it's actually pretty comparable. I didn't have to go as low. And the biggest difference I've noticed is coming out of the show. Mm -hmm. With bikini, I would struggle with trying really hard not to rebound. And again, I've I've been pretty good post-show, but... I, I had one incident. I had one incident that that probably would have resulted in uh, a significant weight gain before. But I mean, my metabolism feels different coming like the week post show. I'm setting PRs in the gym. I indulged a little bit and I'm maintaining very well. So that's been the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And the calories like going into a show would be similar. The calories out of the show are going to be significant. Yes. That's going to be. The, yeah, that's a good thing so, to clarify because yeah. it, it, yeah, it so makes the, more sense. And the, uh, the cardio when she was doing two hours going that was into a show towards the end of bikini and then at the end only during an hour. So out of out of um, show prep, what's your cardio going to be out of show prep? So like, let's say 12 weeks out of show prep, not right away out of show prep. Oh my gosh, probably pretty minimal, yeah. but at that point... Just I so people know. know, like, oh man, she's doing... Like, I'm not even... You know, I want people thinking I'm doing... Oh, no, 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 no. That was like... <laughs> so this is the last... End. Yeah, this is the very last part of it, just so you guys are clarifying on everything. Yeah. Right. And the, Good and, catch. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And the way that we've talked about it, too, is like... I'm actually... I'm a really big fan of podcasts, and I watch all the episodes, even though I work... Like, <laughs> in office next to you, and I work for you guys. <laughs> but I was a little bit of the freak where it's like, some people... Some people just needed that more to get the conditioning. And I was like the one-off. And I, I remember thinking, I'm, I'm always the unlucky one, man. I don't need carbs and I stay full. I can do this. You know, I have to do the extra cardio. But I will say, um, like like 12 weeks out, it's, I anticipate for, well, even for bikini, it was very minimal. It was just those last couple of weeks to really try to reach for it. But that's the other difference with wellness too, is like, I wasn't reaching for in that peak week for this crazy like next level conditioning, I wasn't playing catch up at all. I would say I was actually ready maybe one or two weeks ahead of time. Yeah. And so I was actually able to have a little bit of carbs going into peak week, whereas before I'd done no carbs in peak week at all. Yeah. And I looked better and it was the coolest thing in my entire life. Yeah, I liked, I actually liked your, uh, was it Legends? Legends look? Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably a tiny bit tighter there. Yeah. You're, you're definitely fuller at the Arnold, but I think you're a tiny bit tighter at the Legends and that was a carb free. Mm-hmm. Carb free. Yeah, so it's, it's funny, people think you need so many carbs, you know? And then I tell them how many carbs, like, Ash will have, and you had none at Legends, and you won the overall at Legends. And I'm like, you guys, right. it's, 
You don't need, and it's funny, you'll have these 100 pound bikini competitors like, oh, I'm just carving up. I need like 400 carbs and I need a pizza before. And I'm like, that stuff's still out there. I still get coaches or whatever. A girl will come in. Yeah, my coach had me eat ice cream and a burger before the show. And I'm like, how, like, you're 100 pounds. Like, what are we doing here? You know, our body was a don't do that. You know, so, uh, yeah, so it just goes to show you every, and the other thing too is every prep is going to be different. This one might be hard. The next one could be easy. Ashley had a bunch last year that were easy, and then there was a few that were like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm gonna kill this poor girl." <laughs> like you just don't know what what prep is gonna be. I mean, even Sam, like a few years ago, at one point we had her over five thousand calories, right? Now it's like we, she's not at five thousand calories. You know, it doesn't make any sense why one time her metabolism is like double the speed, and she's staying lean, and then the next time it's a little bit lower. Like it's just the body's always changing, and I think that that's important to talk about too. And, for people to realize, you know, some days, some shows you're going to need carbs. Some shows you're not. You know, just, just go off of your look and, you know, use a trained eye to, to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. now as far as you going from committing to, so I think that's a big thing too. The people I'm sure are out there and they're afraid of committing to wellness, right? Because it's a pretty big commitment. Once you start there, it's going to be, like if, if you said three months after you started training for wellness, no, I'm just going to stay in bikini. It would have probably been a year before we could get you back into bikini like and be competitive so how do you i guess how do you argue with yourself on that because that's a pretty tough one you know i've had i've had bikini girls in the past who got to the point where they couldn't build any more muscle and they hated it a, a few of them some of them loved it but some of them were like oh i don't have to work out anymore this is great and then there's like i just work out three times a week two times a week and pump my glutes i'm super happy with that you know i've already earned it you know and then there's been some that are like oh cool great for like two weeks and then like, i hate this i just want to train so how do you go through that process? Because I'm sure there's people out there in there, in that zone right now. Yeah, I actually love this question because I have a really good answer, I think. <laughs> so for me, when you're deciding to make a change like that, obviously the training's different, the diet's different, and you're right, it would be hard to undo a decision like that. So what I like to do is I like to reverse it. What will happen if I don't? What will happen if I don't do the thing? And I sat down and I was like, if I don't do the thing, I've been to Bikini Nationals like seven times. I don't love the way that I'm training. I'm really hungry. <laughs> I'm really hungry. Um, and I like cardio. Don't get me wrong. I love cardio, but not that much. And I was like, man, if I don't make this change, then nothing is going to change. And everything is going to stay the same. And I'm going to keep trying. And I've done this thing seven times, and it's just not working for me. So I was like, if I, I – it was the fear of not doing it became worse than the fear of failing the thing. Okay. So I was like, man, I enjoyed my training more. I was like, worst case scenario is – you know, I, I knew very well going into a show like the Arnold, I I could get stomped potentially. You know, I, I did great at the local show, but I was like, this is an international competition. There's girls that are going to be super muscular. I'm probably not going to be the biggest one there. But I, I love the training. And when you're thinking about bodybuilding too, you have to walk around with your body every day, not just the way you look on stage. So I'm like, how do I want to look every day? How do I want to feel every day? How do I want my training to be for the next several years, you know? And when I kind of made peace with that and I was like, this is, this is what I like doing. And even if I don't, you know, the show, the show is so variable with the judges, you can't control that. So as long as I'm happy all the way around and I love my training, and even if I don't do the best on stage, it would still be the right decision. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, um, going into, uh, your new career as a wellness pro, what adjustments do you need to make or what improvements do you need to make to be competitive with the big dogs? I think that's it right there, the big dogs. <laughs> Literally, oh my gosh. I have a lot of growing to do. So even with where I'm at right now, like 
I'm looking at the wellness pros and I'm kind of like, okay, who am I closest to structure wise? That's a good tip, guys. <laughs> Listen to what she just said. She looks at a pro that's similar to her structure wise because, you know, that's going to give you a good guideline, I think. Yeah. And so I'm looking at some of the, and with wellness, it's, I would say there's not as much of a spectrum as there is bikini, but there are some that are really, really big. And then there's some that maybe aren't as big, but they have really, really good shape and really round, bubbly muscle. So I found somebody that I think is kind of similar structure-wise to me. I study how she trains. And obviously my body might respond different to training, but I'm like, man, if, if I'm going for that look, I, I love her look and I want to be like that. What do I need to grow? So for me, that's going to be more quads. I definitely need more glutes. I would like you know, my tie-ins and like that upper glute area to be much more because I always thought that wellness was going to be like quad, 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 quad. But if you look at your top girls at the Olympia, I would say their glutes, their glutes were the biggest thing. You know, they had hamstring and adductor separation, like their quads came out and they, they swept out, but their glutes were just mind blowing. So even with my glutes being one of my stronger things against the competition I've had so far, I definitely need more glutes and more quads than anything I would say. Yeah. And when it, when people are looking at the wellness division, it's important to know that balance is a thing. People don't get it, but balance is a thing. So balance from upper to lower body is not a thing. Bikini, it's a bikini upper body, maybe a little bit more muscular than bikini upper body, but the balance on the lower body is a thing. So you're, we're talking about balance of your glutes to your quads to your hamstrings. That needs to be balanced. You can't just have big glutes that don't match your quads. That's where you'll get hurt. Um, I was at a seminar with Sandy yesterday, and she was talking about the balance of everything. She said some of these girls who were doing really well in wellness before got their glutes too big, and now it actually that's why they're not doing well anymore, because now their balance of their lower body is off. So I think people need to understand that too, that it's not just a you know, butt and quad division, right? It's the hamstrings. Everything needs to be balanced and proportionate to each other on the lower body, and then everything on the upper body needs to be proportionate to each other too, but the upper body and the lower body are not proportionate. So that's a important marker on on the wellness division and uh, yeah i think that you're i think that you're just a little bit more growth and you're gonna be right there i think another year though who knows she's already ready to go upper body and midsection well, everything sure. though that's good she don't have to worry about that yeah upper body's there yeah yeah i only train up i i might pump my upper body once a week that's crazy yeah oh actually my gosh. <laughs> awesome. why aren't you doing sets right now <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Wish I could just like Venmo you some shoulders. Venmo me some shoulders, please. We have baby dumbbells in Ashley's office, so like as we check in, she has to do five five reps. Yeah, yeah. Poor Ashley. <laughs> You're doing good though, Ashley. You made some big improvements for last year's yeah, on this for one. Sure. Yeah. The, the never ending fight. It's so funny. You're gonna have a never ending fight for your legs and glutes. Yeah. Ashley's gonna have a never ending fight for her shoulders. Everyone has a never ending fight for something. Yes, we're never complete no one is ever complete yeah. you know even the best of the best have things to work on yep. even yep. olympia winners are getting feedback from the judges and they're saying mm, this could be a little better yeah. they're working on it no Tweets one's complete. Point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so um so what so what are your plans for this year you're excited what do you uh how does it how do you even face the year of like saying i have a one year off off season honestly it that's like the best case scenario because like i said i wasn't you know, you never plan. It's really hard because some people will be like, oh, I'm people will like kind of expect to go pro and like they'll build their whole year around that. For me, it was the opposite. I was fully prepared to diet all summer yeah. and run the whole national circuit. So it's like this. It, it was so unexpected because we did prep. I prepped through the holidays. I dieted. I did legends overall. And then it was 10 days later, overall pro. 
So I was like, wow, that was way quicker than I anticipated. Her, this is her second wellness show, by the way. So I'm so <laughs> excited, honestly. I'm so excited to focus on growing and training. And this is the first time. So Sam is my coach slash best friend. And this is actually the first time, like, since we've known each other that neither one of us is, like, in a prep. So, like, we're, like, just going to have sushi dates and go there. And, and I'm really excited to support all of my athletes that I coach. I have a lot of girls who want to go to nationals and who are bringing competitive physiques that I've worked with for the past couple of years. And so... I am so excited to travel to the shows, be there for them, train really hard. And like you said, with traveling, your favorite part is going to new gyms. I want to get my rep up. I want to go out there and like just lift heavy and yell at stuff in other gyms and other states. And that's what I'm honestly, I'm I'm so excited. I did the gym tours for years. It's a fun thing. It's a really fun thing to just go to different gyms. And yeah, I have a a fun time with traveling and checking out different gyms. I've, I've been to most of them at this point, but um You'll, I'm excited to see like when you go on those gym tours, which one's going to be your favorite. Mine, I think mine is still, well, the one in the UK, King's Gym, that gym is dope. That gym is just the vibe there is, is awesome. And then Metroflex Long Beach is like my next one. Yeah, there's... You'll, Isn't you'll, there one in Georgia or something? Oh, uh, was it called, cra- is it Crazy House? Crazy, I think it's called Crazy House. Is that the one? Crazy is a huge, huge gym. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that guy's like, I like him because he's a, he's like a... a gym collector he's not even like a gym like he's a gym owner obviously but he's more of like an equipment collector and he just travels around his like crew like travels around the u.s and picks up like unique pieces of equipment and he's got i mean you go in there he's got like like it was funny because paul paul ravella was there and there's like five pec decks maybe six like there's just so <laughs> many things and i didn't know it was paul there, there honestly might be like eight pec decks it's like a variation of each one he's it's got good like, for ashley to drain those rear <laughs> Superset just peck deck on peck deck on peck deck. There's yeah. this is there's just like Legacy Sanchez is probably 10. Like he just collects <laughs> different things and he has the old school stuff that you like I used to work out on. So it was really cool because you just see all this new stuff. And that one piece of equipment you sent me the day was at his gym too. So I'm always like, I'll message him like, hey, can I get this? He's like, well, if we find another one, yeah, we'll drop it off or something. But um it was funny. So Paul, I was there doing doing chess and I was like doing the peck deck, and there's like, you know, seven, whatever, six peck decks around me. And then I didn't know I didn't know it was Paul, he was wearing a hat, and I was like, just doing my set, he's like off the side. And he's like, hey, bro, can I work in? And I was like, I was like, seriously, guy? There's like six packs in your life. And then I realized it was him. It was really pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so um, anyway, Arnold Classic, that's a new show. Now you're going to be with, with uh, Sam. Are you going to be working out with Sam too and stuff? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So I love training with Sam because we're kind of both in that mindset of just like pushing really hard. And I love training with a partner or somebody else because I love pushing past failure. But when I'm on my own, it's really funny. Like if I'm like if me and Sam have different schedules and I'm at the gym, I'll do a lot of machine stuff on purpose because the cool thing for you guys who are trying to push yourself without a partner is if you train on a machine, the worst thing that happens is you set the machine down. Like I was pendulum squatting one day and I kept just adding weight, adding weight, adding weight every set. And I basically just went until, you know, I, I would get I would get all my reps in. And then it, and when you when I couldn't stand up anymore, that set was over. And then there, there's people that get next to me and they feel super awkward. They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I let you fail. Like, because I'm sitting at the bottom of the pendulum squat, like trying to get out of the machine. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, I meant to do that. It's all good. <laughs> so I definitely, uh, it's nice to have a partner though, because then she's, you know, helping me pick up and push past failure. And that's another thing with wellness versus bikini training is those sets past failure. Most people underestimate their reps in reserve. And so there's no room for that. Like when you're trying to go, like when I'm, I'm getting ready for the Arnold Classic to be competing against some of the best wellness girls in the world. I am going to be training. Like, it's on my mind every session. So I love that she can push me. I love pushing past failure, and that's a little bit more difference of training. I think that's important, too. 
Um, when it comes to weaning out, one thing I find common as a coach over the years is when someone starts a prep, sometimes they're in, they should be getting the most results when they're starting prep, not towards the end of prep. But sometimes when they're starting prep, you'll see it's a, it's really slow. And you're like, why is it so slow? And everything lines up right. Everything's right. Off season was perfect. You're like, this shouldn't be this slow in terms of weaning out at this stage, like this early stage. And, um, you know, you work with them through the prep, whatever. And then the last like six weeks comes in and then all of a sudden the results just start flying by. And I'm like, that shouldn't be happening. And then you find out that their intensity was the issue. Mm. Like you see them work out and I'm like, that's how you've been working out this whole time. Like that's, of course your results have been slow. And then, but what happens is when they get six weeks out, four weeks out, their intensity like that, that, that flip, that switch gets flicked. Like, oh crap, I better, like, I better get, um, my show's right around the corner. Um, and then they just start getting results way faster. So I think that that's an important note to take too for people is that even in bikini, even though like, you know, structurally things are different. Ashley's going to train can train just as hard as Courtney, but won't get the same result. But in terms of calorie burning and in terms of, you know, you getting those results and creating a stimulus, um, that's going to be the same. You guys need to both work out really hard. So there's just going to be the difference is you're going to get, you know, a pound of muscle and Ashley's going to get, you know, half a pound of muscle and that's in the same type of, same type of effort. But yeah. And then the thing with you, you couldn't train that hard before in bikini because you get too big. So yeah, that definitely, I think, had a big factor on the, like what I was talking about, the earlier part of prep, not getting as much results, you know, so. So that's why your press where I think were a little harder too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard to get really results when you're just pumping. You know, it is so hard and it's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions you got for her, Ash? No, I think I asked all the ones I wanted. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll you know we have a we have a posing seminar here this Saturday again. We have two. We have two this month. So we had a really good one last week, and then we have after the posing seminars we have booty camp. Leg and we have what's like leg and booty camp. It's like a full leg day, and everyone has a good time. We pump music, and Courtney and Sam are the coaches for that. Ashley is the number one attender of that. She's got she's got a star on every week, a gold star on every week <laughs> <Yeah>. of attendance. Yeah, <laughs> with that. So you guys are welcome to come out to that and come out to the posing this weekend's at ten o'clock is posing um, at the prep center, and then eleven is the um, the booty camp. And uh, any any notes on that for everyone? Courtney, I know you've been really kicking butt on that. Oh, man, I love glute camp. And, you know, my favorite thing about it is especially, too, for, it's like you said, a lot of athletes, and it's cool that we have the the video up. Like, I've been having more athletes who aren't local send me videos of their exercises so I can look. But, man, if you guys are in town, it is so worth coming because, A, like me and Sam, and, you know, we can check your form. You can see what other girls who are local who get to train with us every single week are doing. You can ask them questions. Because the more that people come, it's like you're working out next to Ashley and Kimber and, and Anya sometimes, and you get to work around, out around girls who are with us all the time, so you can see the intensity difference. The form, you can look at, what am I doing? What are they doing? And I love when we do exercises, because I can push you a little bit. I can spot you. I can push you. I sometimes love the workouts written, but if I come up to your station, girls are like, uh-oh, what are we doing now? Because I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to add a 10-second hold to this one. So I'll find ways to create intensity that's going to fit that girl's physique. Like, I'm not going to go... Which, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can look at people like, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to give your hamstrings some extra love this set. And so I love being really hands-on with training. And, and if you're in town or even if you're local, having somebody be hands-on and push you and know what it feels like to really push and correct your form and then seeing the other girls doing the same thing. Like, I, it's, it's my personal goal, especially with our girls who come back every single week and the athletes I work with for longer to just create this, like, team of like terminators yeah. you know what i mean to and get them, and get them to a point where they're spotting each other and they're pushing each other and they're you know what i mean it's like the the whole team has that like mindset i guess yeah um, I, I get very into it yeah no it's really it's really it's really we have a really good thing it's really clicks and it's funny all the people we set everyone up 
with, I've been really lucky with my <laughs> setups. Because you were roommates with Sam for a little while. Yeah. You and Sam ended up being best friends. I set up Elizabeth and Tina. They're best friends now. Yeah. You know, we had uh, people getting married on our team. We have, like, it's like, <laughs> Me I mean, it's crazy. Like, all the friendships and stuff that happened through the team. It's 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 hundreds. It's hundreds at this point. And so, um, yeah, like, like lifelong best. Like, it's crazy how many people, you know? So it's really cool to have that, like, team environment. And, uh, yeah, you're a big help with that. So I appreciate it. And I think it's just going to get better. Especially when we start building the, the barbecue down there and all that and having more, even more stuff with the team. Um, and the elite retreat, we're going to be doing an elite retreat soon. Uh, we're going to get the details for that sometime in the next few months where all of our girls will have a kind of a um, bikini weekend kind of thing. We're going to do classes and booty camps. And I just talked to Celeste and she's going to come and be part of it and do a mindset part of it. So, yeah, we're getting it together slowly. So that's going to be fun. I'm excited for, for this year and with you being a pro, a pro now too and helping our wellness division you and nikki being pros on the team and helping with our posing and wellness and whatnot too is a huge a huge help and a huge asset so um anyway with that guys i guess we will leave that you can find courtney on instagram that nutrition chick is it how do you c-h-i-c-k it's c-h-i-c that's what i thought okay yeah so um that nutrition chick on instagram you can reach out to her if you're ever in town want to do a session or a posing session or a, on a facetime session whatever you can do that and then other than that, anything you got, Ashley? No. Nope. Thank you guys all for watching. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later.